October 8th Riker we're going to talk about a uh, we're going to talk about a TV series yes sir and uh, this is our first one of the year right we haven't talked about a TV series yet this year so not, no no not, not this year now lots I, of good shit to talk about though this is a good one to start with I always fuck up the name of this because and here's why we're, we're talking about uh, the Netflix TV show uh, The Haunting of Hill House but uh, there's also the haunting of Hell House, House on Haunted yes. Hill, uh, Return yes. to House on Haunted Hill, the haunting of Hill haunting. House. Like, like it, it, it's. I always fuck up the title of this movie, or this show, all the time, all the time. Um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Other than to say that I'm probably gonna fuck it up like 20 times as we talk about. Uh, this show. But anyway, if you've got a Netflix account, you can watch this show. It came out a couple of years ago. Uh, and it is uh, it, it is about a family who, uh, when they were kids, uh, their parents flipped houses, basically, um, they or they invested in houses. So what they would do is they'd move the whole family into the house and they'd spend, you know, however long fixing up the house uh, while living there. And then they'd sell it for a for a fortune. Right. It seemed right. to be it, it, as I recall this, that was kind of their their gig. Um, so. Uh, they, the family uh, buys uh, this hill house and this movie goes back and forth uh, through time. So uh, you see the kids uh, as kids and then you see them as grown ass and pretty fucked up adults um, because uh, it all seemed to stem from their time at Hill House and what they experienced there. Uh uh, uh, mainly, uh, their mother going crazy and, uh, doing some jacked up shit. Right. So right. I was, I was totally in for this show because I'm like, this is a, a giant spooky mansion, which I fucking love movies that have the giant spooky mansions, you know, with ghosts and secret passages and all that shit going on. Um, love, I love shit like that. Um, uh, but there, it, it's also like a, like a family drama, right? Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think so. I mean, everybody's kind of going through their own thing. It certainly is not without its twists and turns and soap opera kind of moments that, that go on. But, you know, central to it all is the house. And yeah. so I think that that kind of redeems that storyline. But, yeah, you're correct. Um, so it's it's the Crane family. Uh, and, and what is it, like five or six kids, I think. I, I don't remember. Yep. You got Luke, Shirley, Olivia, Stephen, Theodora and uh yep. and and nell i think six kids if, if i'm, if I'm remembering correctly uh and uh i recognized uh the guy who played steven right away um he uh was in the show treme uh he played sonny and treme but he also played one of the one of two i think dario naharis's in uh game of thrones so i recognize that dude right away and he is he, steven he is kind of the central character even though they spend pretty much equal time on everybody he's kind of the the sibling that uh is like the glue of the whole thing um and he plays a writer who kind of made his fortune uh writing, writing about Hill House. Yeah. yeah and kind of dramatizing it uh to a certain extent but not that it really needed it based on what we find out um, and, and the rest of the family kind of resents him a little bit for that. Um, 
he was a struggling writer until he decided to write about uh, their experiences on Hill House. So anyway, back to the story. Uh, like I said, <clears throat> family uh, at Hill House, a bunch of fucked up stuff happens. Uh, spirits or whatever, if their mom gets possessed, some shit goes down. And uh, dad gets all the family out of there just as mom uh, seems to kill herself, right? Yep. And so we spend the next 10 episodes um, uh, piecing together the puzzle of what happened and how they are going to uh, eventually confront what happened all those years later, 30 or 30 or whatever years later, and come together as a family to do that. So every episode, uh, you know, spends time focusing on each uh, each sibling. Uh, one of them is like a crazy drug addict. I mentioned the writer. Yep. Uh, the other one is a, a mortician. Uh, another one, uh, she's got some uh, mental issues. Uh, and uh, so everybody's kind of worried about her. And she kind of plays a central part in all of this. Um, and then another one has this weird power where I, I forget exactly what it is. Uh, you might have to jump in and rescue me here, but I know when she touches people, like she, does she see their memories or some shit? Like she's got some sort of weird sixth sense. She's got the shin in. The shin, got the shining. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah I, no, no, she's, uh, she's clairvoyant in that way. So yeah, yeah she's, so she's, yeah, an empath to a lesser extent. Yeah, right. So, uh, what did you think of this show? Oh, fucking, um, it's a, it's a masterpiece. Uh, and season two, um, is coming out, I believe this year. I think we, we can look forward to it. I, you know, the, the great thing about the series is that, um, you know, it's, it's a nonlinear storytelling of, of um, of horror. And, yeah. uh, we're going to go ahead and focus in on individual characters and their journey. Well, all these journeys are uh, connected in some way uh, to the house. And you really don't know what the fuck is going on with the house and why it's important and its impact on everybody until that, um, till the end uh, episode, which I thought was fantastic. It has, um, I believe it's, epi- is it episode seven or eight at the funeral? I, I forget. It's, it's been you know what six about. months. Yeah, yeah, totally. They have a continuous shot. Uh-huh. Uh, in a, let's call it episode eight, where everybody's kind of at the funeral, at, at this funeral. I forget. Was it? Um, oh my gosh. Ah, oh, was it Kate that died? Nope. I mean, we don't uh, want to spoil it, right? Oh yeah, we haven't got to spoil it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, at any rate, it is a con- it is one long continuous shot, but the way that they did is is masterful insofar as the camera's kind of it feels like it's on a on a on a dolly, which is like a train. And just yeah. going circling the room over and over and over. And what they did is that actors had to like move shit and then change different places um, while this continuous shot was going on. It was also meticulously choreographed to create this feeling of, of um, uncertainty, unknown, and dread. And it's yeah. one of the most effective shots I've ever seen. It's right up there with the first. Uh, I mean, it's a completely different genre, but I, I think about that first hallway scene for Daredevil, right? Yeah, yeah. And how, how um, genre-bending, or I shouldn't say genre-bending, but, you know, how genre-defining of a shot that was and how everybody tried to recreate it afterwards. Same thing here. I've got this long, continuous shot going in circles and circles and circles, and um, it, it's glorious. It's fantastic. The acting's on point. 
there's never a point when I'm bored. Um, it reveals itself really well. Um, there's some really great surprises to that end. Um, and it's one of those shows that at the end of it, I, I had, oh my gosh, I can't remember what the effect is, but you, you know how sometimes when you watch a movie and then when you're done, you, you go and research everything you can about it because yeah. you just have so many questions. That's Haunting of Hill House. Like I immediately get done and go, holy shit, I want to know more because I'm apparently not that smart and, and just research it and you go down this rabbit hole. Like some somebody got wicked high on peyote and wrote this story, and it's just amazing how um, these things are intertwined in the various theories. It's it's fucking great. I love it. Yep, love it too. Um, love. So, um, uh, let's go ahead and rate it. Uh, All right, I'll, I'll let you start. Oh my gosh, we didn't talk about what we were going to rate it with. Um, I mean, do we ever? <laughs> no, not really. I, I'm gonna give this five out of five crooked ladies. How's that? Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right. Um, I uh, yeah, I'm I'm really tempted to give it five out of five, but I'm gonna I'm just for the sake of uh, uh argument. the argument, I'm gonna go four out of five. Um, All right. Just because I I you know it's been a solid six months since I've watched this, but I do remember a few stretches uh where I was like, oh, this could be tightened up. This could be tightened up a little bit. Uh, okay. So, and that's just me being nitpicky. Uh, so, with that, I'm giving it a. Well, I mean, you two. could watch Hatchet two and three together. <laughs> Jesus. And, you know, <laughs> twenty minutes of action in three hours. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, you should have just asked me where to cut to. I could have saved you now. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Haunting the Hill House. I'm going to give four Crooked Ladies out of five. My All friend, right. it's time for the spoilers. Spoil it. So, yeah. so Nell is the one who dies. Oh yeah, you're right. Um, she you're and right. she's the one with the mental issues who, uh, you know, makes the phone call that she's going back to, she's going back to Hill House, and and everybody's like, what the fuck? And then they go there, and you know, she chucks herself over the stairway, or at least seems to, just like Mom seemed to, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and that that shit's pretty fucked up. Like man, seeing like people just hang violently like that, oh, that's always brutal. <laughs> Yeah, she was she was seeing a reflection of her future self yeah. starting as a kid. That fucked me up for a while. Yeah. I, that I did not see coming. You could have given me a hint that that may have been coming, and I wouldn't have saw it coming, and then I would have been like, oh, holy shit. Yeah. Right? So the, the ghost of the monster that is, that is uh, haunting her is her future self, and I thought yeah. that that was great. Um I, I love, at least one of the theories that I read was the house is pure evil. Yeah. And I'm not exactly sure how it became pure evil, but it is. And it is, it is feeding on the souls of the individuals that live there. So at the end, there's a door near the, well, let's just call it the fucking attic. Like there's this door and you can't go into it right yeah but there's several scenes of times when especially when the kids are alone so when the kids are alone you'll see them somewhere and and they don't explain where they're at 
but yep. you never see that room in the house again. It is that room that is locked, and it is kind of like a, it is a projection of some kind of safe place for the children to be. Like individuals. And, uh, yeah. It is that room where the climax of our of our show takes place, where, um, uh, oh my goodness, uh, who's all there? There's three people there. Like the dad is there, right? Yeah, and then you, the kids. Uh, Steve, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yep. and and the and the home is trying to de, trying to devour them really honestly just kind of suck up their energy in the house and and the the whole time was it someone was trying to to open the door when the kids were trying to open the door and not get in the door um, as adults they hear their younger versions of themselves trying to get in and trying to let them out um, yeah. and then I, I, I mean, it's just really, really deep. And I was reading before we talked about it um, that one of the other things that they talk about is that the crane children represent the five stages of grief, right? So all of us in 2020 have experienced this to some extent or another, which is you've got denial, which is Stephen. He doesn't want to uh, think about what's going on. He's going to write about it and pretend like it never really happened. You've got Shirley, who's anger, right? So Shirley's yeah. all angry about shit. Um, Theo was bargaining. Well, you know, if I make this con you know, consent, we'll get something else. Luke, who's just totally depressed, depression. And then there's Nell, who's just kind of accepted things. I, th the fact that that, okay, yeah, the fact that that theory is out there and even exists just shows you how fucking deep this is. Um, yeah. Yeah. and it's just, oh, it's great. <laughs> It is, it is a great movie, and what I love about it, or a great show, what I love about it is that um, it's got kind of all the elements. It's got a bit of gore to it. It's got a bit of, uh, quite quite a bit of suspense to it. Um, it's got jump scares. It's got, like, the haunting kind of aspect yep. to it. Um, like, they kind of cover all the bases here, and, and it's really well done. I mean, you know, there's no, like, slasher kind of thing to it, but, you know, nevertheless, I mean, they, they do cover a lot of the bases, and it's a... Uh, it's it's a really good watch. It's it's a ten episode season, uh, about an hour each episode. Uh, totally worth just curling up on the couch for you know a handful oh. of nights and and watching. You know. So yeah, man, that's it. That is yep. uh, that is haunting the haunting of Hill House, and I don't yep. think I fucked One up last the name. Bit of trivia that I think is sure. cool. Um, we've got uh, da, 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 Kate Siegel. Uh, she plays Theo. She was in Gerald's Game, um, married to the director of the series, Mike Flanagan, and he did greats like Oculus. Have you seen Oculus? No. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, and then Hush. You've seen Hush, right? Uh, maybe. I, Jesus, man, yeah. I, you and I cannot be friends. All right, so <laughs> put some stuff on the list. Uh, he's done some horror classics. Those are phenomenal films. Maybe we'll talk about them. Um, right. We were going to talk more hatchet, but I don't think that's going to happen. So we'll <laughs> throw that at you, John. Great we'll stuff. see. All right. Haunting of Hill House. We will see you tomorrow. Bye.